Growing Up with a growing understanding speech pathology. Conversations about children's development that will support you through your parenting journey. Welcome to Growing Up with a Growing Understanding with producer Mel today and Lauren Haskins, your usual host. On the podcast today, you will know that children can be badly behaved. They can exhibit all types of different behavior at different times. And we're going to delve a little bit more into that. We're going to talk about behavior as communication. If you've ever had a toddler in the house, you would be familiar with big behaviors. I hadn't heard that term until I met Lauren and she told me it's like tantrums or whenever they're acting up. How would you describe big behavior, Lauren, to people? Yeah, it's the really visible stuff. It's the noisy stuff. It looks big. So it it looks like it's noisy and chaotic and it's big. So it's not part of the everyday and it could be tantrums, but it could also be as extreme as meltdowns for children that are are having difficulty controlling some of that emotion and regulation they can be big so (laughs) so what are some really common like big behaviors that you see when a child feels like they're threatened in some way so I say threatened but it, it may be that they're not understanding what's going on in the world around them it could be that they are wanting to communicate something and they're feeling frustrated and they basically flip their lid um, and okay. it's that big behavior that results. So when children flip their lid, they can have either a fight or a flight kind of response. A fight could be throwing themselves on the floor, pushing, punching, screaming, you know, those kind of things. Or if they have the flight, it could be absconding. They could be, you know, running away, slamming doors, you know, those kind of things. Yes, I, I can say yes. I know yeah. yes to all yeah. of these things. <laughs> so all of those things can... All of um, the above. All of the above can be some of those really big behaviours. So can you tell us a little bit about what these behaviours can mean and what they could be communicating to us as parents? I think that that's one of the the hardest things. Sometimes when we see some of that big behaviour or that big behaviour is going on, we've really got to look at what it is that the child is trying to communicate. And so that's where behaviour can sometimes be communication. So is it that they're having difficulties understanding what you've told them or they're having difficulty understanding what's going on? Is it that they're frustrated with not being able to articulate the words that they're wanting to say, um, that they haven't got the vocabulary to be able to describe the emotions that they're feeling or, yeah, whatever it may be, there's generally the behaviour that you're seeing is a way of them being able to communicate to you that they're not doing okay with what's happening in the environment around them. So sometimes it's looking at what's happened before that, what's happening in that moment and then how to move on from that big behaviour and support them. And and that's where a speech pathologist can really support some of that behaviour is by looking at what the communication and what the child is trying to communicate. Yeah, and what are some of the things we can do as parents to deal with this sort of behaviour? I think one of the the big things is to really observe what has been happening for the child and really consider what is happening in that moment and what's led to that big behaviour. I think in terms of once you've observed it, then work out what it is that the child needs in that moment. Parents know their child the best and we're not necessarily saying that you need to give in to the tantrums or to... (laughs) Yes, um, my partner says I often do that because I might... 
we just want her to stop yeah. carrying on. You just want it to stop. You want it to just yeah. quieten and yeah. you want it to Or just- one of the other things I think that parents can do, we all know that we shouldn't, but you know, they're so aggressive and coming at you and then to mirror that behaviour is probably the worst thing you can do back, right? To yeah. be cranky at them and all that sort of thing. And we have lots of guests on the podcast that yes. will share different parenting suggestions about how to support children with communication and with behaviour. But I think one of the key things that I sort of talk to families about is just to be okay with sitting with the child with that behaviour. Okay. Because they always want to fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. we want to fix it and we want it to stop but now now five minutes ago (laughs) we wanted it to stop but the big thing is is that feeling okay to sit with your child in that moment and then to be able to communicate with your child at a level that they will understand and to be able to help them to be able to communicate what it is that they're needing in that moment so sometimes it's just like anything as adults but you know with your child is being okay with sitting with the uncomfortable and sitting with the awkward for a little bit and even if they're screaming and yelling being okay to you know in a shopping center in a shopping center and lots of of people looking and I think being okay to sit there and it might not be physically sitting but standing near them or being near them letting them know that you're present and acknowledging them one of the things that we talk about a lot in speech pathology is to um, make sure that you're acknowledging their communication so if that behavior is a form of communication we want to acknowledge it So sometimes that can just be a matter, you know, if they've said something to even just state it back to them. So if they say, I'm really angry, saying to them, I can hear that you're really angry. I can Mm. see that you're really angry. And so Um, that can help. And that can really Really? help because that's enough to kind of go, okay, well, they've acknowledged that I'm angry. It's validation. That imitating you know, is really important to acknowledge what it is that you're seeing. Okay. So I think we're not asking you to throw yourself on the floor and to <laughs> and to start screaming and Although crying. Although I have in the heard some parents <laughs> say that they'll meet a tantrum with a tantrum, but that's very strange. I think I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But what I would do is I would acknowledge the behaviour that you're seeing and acknowledge it at a level that the child is able to understand. So if they're screaming and crying, even dropping down to their level and looking them in the eye and getting face to face with them and saying you look like you're really upset could be enough to you know reduce some of that behavior it might not in that moment but still staying present and still acknowledging some of that big behavior it's hard I think part of that big behavior is also trying to make sure that you're putting some of those steps in place to try and reduce the behavior before it occurs okay so it's really hard to bring down big behavior once it's already happened is that why moms get so fanatical about oh we've got to get them to sleep for their nap because we know what will ensue if they don't yeah I think so it's about having those systems and processes that you know what works for you and your family that's going to help you to to run well and to function well and that doesn't mean you know treading on eggshells but you know that there's certain triggers that are going to set off some of that big behavior and if you don't then that's where a professional can really help you to understand what some of those leading contributors might be to that behavior 
behavior. And then what are you going to do in that situation as well? So having a really solid plan for that behavior can be really helpful. And that's where a speech pathologist can help you to kind of go, well, when that happened, what do you think it was that the child was trying to communicate? And what do you think that that could be meaning? And then how can we respond to that um, if that behavior was to happen again? And then, you know, having that opportunity to discuss it and to problem solve, and then also use some of the communication strategies to be able to help communicate with your child. So is it a, a matter of using visuals or using simpler language or using particular words, whatever that might be, but talking with your speech pathologist about what tools do they have in their toolbox that you can then apply for your everyday situations. Are there some common things that are good responses for certain things? For example, if a child is very fearful, you know, if they're scared and they're hiding behind you the whole time. One of my children is like that and you just think, oh, come on, just introduce yourself to everyone. And is that probably the worst thing to do? Like, How should you act in those scenarios or what are some of the things that work? I don't think there's one set answer, but I think that there are a few ideas that you can potentially use. And some of it is giving children the opportunity to be able to practice those skills. Okay. Some of them is also, you know, setting them up for success. So doing some role play and doing some practice before they go into those situations. That's cool. Um, And probably people don't do that right No, before they go to daycare for the first time for example say you're going to meet new people because they always have been with their family since day one yeah so I guess it's you know knowing what it is that your child is doing knowing what that goal is and then talking with the speech pathologists about what strategies you can be able to use to help to achieve that goal so it could be along the lines of practicing it could be setting them up beforehand it could be giving them certain words that they need to use in certain situations or some visuals that might help them to be able to remember to do those things and then creating some opportunities for them to be able to do that and to practice it and to experience doing it and then giving them some feedback on that and giving them some specific feedback. Like I noticed that you used Sally's name when you introduced yourself to her. So that's really great. Or, you know, that kind of feedback in that, that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and once again, it's that, that acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. It's just about being being really specific about what it is that you're observing and then communicating that with your child at a level that's appropriate to them. One of the other key ones is some children are just very clingy with their parent attention-seeking behaviour. Do you have strategies around that as well? It depends on what they're yeah, doing, Yeah, it course, depends yeah. on what the behaviour and what the trigger is for that behaviour and things as well. So really looking at what is it that if they're clingy, is it that they're anxious about the okay. a, a number of different people? Yeah. Is it new people or is it the amount of people and that kind of thing? Or if they've got really heightened anxiety and big behaviours with going into a new space, then it, it might be some of those strategies about even just talking to them saying, look, it looks like you're really nervous. I can see that, that you're hiding behind me. Or, and it, it really does depend on age of children and things as well about the level of what you're communicating. But I think just acknowledging what it is that they're feeling, looking at the triggers that might have led to that particular behaviour and then problem solving and talking about ways that you can help them to work through that particular situation and scenario. And what about encouraging structure? I know you guys are really into that, a structure 
structure and predictability. Yeah. What are some ways that parents can encourage that? I know routine is a huge thing for children, right? Yeah. As an early career speech pathologist, I thought that routine meant that, you know, at nine o'clock that you would have your breakfast and at yes, 10 o'clock... Yes, that's what I think would, it means. You know, <laughs> and like, when I follow those routines, things tend to go a lot more smoothly, I have to say, as a mum. Yeah. Well, I think that that's what I had in my head. And I think when I had my children, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do this, this and this at this particular time. But then I think I realised that routine can very much be that you just do certain things the same way each time so that it's a predictable pattern and that you're using the same language, you're using the same structure. Everyone's got their own role within that particular routine. So I'm going to do this part of it, you're going to do this part of it. And it's very clear and that that's a routine in itself. It doesn't need to have the time constraints, you know, associated with that. But there's that predictability element so that that way everyone's clear about who's going to do what. We use routines as a way of helping communication and feeding because children really like that structure and they really like that predictability. And that can Oh, be, we all do. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, as, as best a routine that you can get into is certainly going to help with all of those different aspects of your family functioning, but certainly can be used as a driver to help communication and feeding as well. Wow. Thank you so much. And if you want to read more about that, you can on uh, Growing Understandings blog. You can find that at agrowingunderstanding.com.au under blog. Yeah, under blog. It, it might also come under resources and you can then have a look at the blog that way. And there's a specific blog, particularly around behaviour as communication. Thank you so much for your time today, Lauren, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Growing Up with a Growing Understanding Speech Pathology. We love helping families navigate their parenting concerns and ensuring your child can grow and achieve. Please rate and review wherever you're listening so we can continue to grow together. 